Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, thank you for this day that you have made, O oh God. Thank you that we find ourselves in the house of God and your presence, Lord, is so, so real, O oh God, to our lives, to be able to show us the way we should go, how to live in this world how to be champions, how to overcome, how to be the head and not the tail, Father. We pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to guide us to all truth and make us strong, O God, as you intended for man to be since the beginning. Fill us, O God, with courage. Allow us to see your word this morning and to be transformed by that which you have sent into our lives, Lord, so that we might shine for your glory. Bless your word, that it return not void, that it would be a good seed planted in a good heart that would bring forth good fruit that would glorify your name in a harvest that's filled with joy and peace, O oh God. Allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a double-edged sword. Allow your word, Father God, to make us wise in decisions, O oh God, in relationships, O oh God, in being able to live our full lives surrendered to you, and understand that we're here, O oh God, to glorify your name upon the earth. Allow that to happen, O oh God, in every family, in every person, O oh God. Give us the spirit of God that allows us to become the people of God. Let signs, miracles, wonders, great exploits be that which represent our standing in the world. We pray, O oh God, that you bring us into your life. And prosper us in all our ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The connection that the Holy Spirit we've been talking about for three weeks brings into our life. It's the Father revealing the Son. That's what happened in the Old Testament. All the pictures of what is missing upon the earth is that redemption of a Son who would come and make all things healed. So the Father reveals the Son. Jesus is born in the New Testament. And we see the life uh, of, of Jesus pointing us to the Holy Spirit. He says, listen, Luke 24, 49, don't leave. Go to Jerusalem now and receive the promise of the Father. I send the promise of the Father. Tarry, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. We see that power in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. They were assembled together and uh, they commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. That's what they see there in the book of Acts. Being gathered together, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem until they wait for the promise of the Father, which he has said, you have heard from me. Verse 8 tells them what they would receive. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There's a lot of people that are living with a lot of different spirits upon them, but not the Holy Spirit. They're influenced in a lot of different directions, but not the Spirit of God. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, uh, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We're getting phone calls from Poland. Uh, it was, I, I believe it was Thursday. We get a, a phone call from Warsaw, Poland. Three years ago, we were doing a conference in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. And when I finished preaching, a man ran up to me. And he says, we need what you just said in 
Poland. Are you willing to go? I said, I'll go wherever upon the planet Earth that men need to hear this message. A different man came later on, Darius Kupiał. He says, I've started a fatherhood conference in Poland because Polish men do not understand the concept of fatherhood. They don't know how to be fathers. I said, That's not, that is not a, a, uh, a problem in Poland. It's a problem in the entire world. All over the world, we have an issue with fatherhood. And the Holy Spirit comes to give us power to reveal a relationship with the Father. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 says, You haven't received a spirit of fear, of bondage, to go back into fear. You, you did not receive a spirit that doesn't connect you to the Father. You're not, you're not fearful. You received the spirit of adoption. And through that spirit, you cry out, I love my daddy. I love my dad. I love my father. I love this relationship that's really crazy. It was funny. Ten days ago, one of the men here at church, his father abandons him when he's two years old. So when he's five, he shows up that he doesn't have a dad. And he's like, never saw my dad, never knew my dad. Now he's about 35. Now he's a father. He has a wife. He has a little baby girl. And he gets a letter for the first time in his life from his father. What would a father tell a son the first time 35 years later? He says, Pastor, look what my father wrote to me. I said, what did he write? He says, Dear son, don't get into debt. Save your money. Get ready for the problems in life. This guy, what is he doing? I said, he's being a dad. He wasn't there for 35 years. But when he shows up, the only thing he knows how to do is talk to a son. Now, this guy's upset. He's like, what? I go, don't despise that. Embrace it. Tell him, thank you, Dad. Thank you that 35 years later, you're telling me what a son would hear from a father. Because if we don't have the Spirit of God, we'll tell that guy, you burn in hell, you degenerate. You absent father. You, you crazy man. How dare you call my attention after 35 years? I haven't heard your voice. So if we don't have a different spirit in our life, we can't have the relationship God wants. And everybody upon the earth has a father wound. Acts chapter 12. We see this, this incredible statement. I'm sorry, did I say Acts? I want, I want Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 9. We had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. We had earthly fathers who called our attention 
And since they were our fathers on the earth, we paid them some type of reverence. Shall we not, should we not much, much, much more be ready in a submissive, subjective attitude to our Father who fathers the spirits so that we might live? Shouldn't we be able to heal our hearts at some degree and, and receive some transformation so that we know how to deal with the Father of spirits? Somebody who will engage as a father so that we might live the life God intended. Because the great majority of men, because they've been abandoned by a father, because they've been wounded by a father, because they've been distanced from the father, want no relationship with a father. This provision of God to fulfill the purpose of God. It's powerful to see the verse right before that says, if you're left without a relationship with a father, you become an illegitimate. The word nothos in, in Greek, you become nothing. Now, now this, is, this is a mystery. Do we want to live in the earth without fulfilling the call of God? No. No. There's something missing. There's, there's a huge gap. There's an incredible loss of significance and purpose. Now, what, what would be the, the two attitudes this man might have is, you've lost your right to speak into my life. 35 years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut the door. And, and you know what you do when you shut the door? You're not even listening to his. What, he's not even a Christian. But he's giving them five things that, that a dad would tell a son. Don't get into debt. Save for a rainy day. Be careful because things are going to get difficult upon the earth. You need to be prepared for them. And so you could get mad and not listen to him and say, you have, you've lost your right to speak into my life. Or you could say, thank you, dad. Because that little, the little letter that has five things that you're talking to me about, I, I could sit there and say, why'd you leave mom? Why did you leave us? We didn't eat. We didn't have food. We didn't have, you could start that whole thing. Or you could say, you have lost your right to speak into my life, which leads into your relationship with God, where you tell God, you know something? I, I'm, I don't want to have a relationship with somebody who's, who's, who's revealing the Father. This is what the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God has the function to heal our hearts and our father wounds, to bring us back to the place so that we might conform to the image of the Son. Romans 8, 29. The only way we come to the purpose of God in our lives is, is to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with all those issues that doesn't allow us to be fathered. Whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of a son. How do we become uh, 
conform to the image of the Son, following the example of Jesus Christ, that we might be the, the he's being the firstborn amongst many brethren that will follow his lead. The capacity to say, you know something, I'm on the earth to represent my father. I need to think like my father. I need to speak like my father. I need to live like my father. The example we have is in John chapter 5, verse 17. My father is working even at this very moment. And so I'm following in his example. Jesus answered to them. He had just healed a sick man on the Sabbath. They said, how dare you walk like that? He says, well, just like my father has been working until now, I've been working. I'm busy. He says in, I believe it's uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 49. He says, I must be about my father's business. This is when he's 12 years old. I'm engaged in the responsibility and the burden and the passion. He's, uh, he's not even a teenager yet. And he's in the house of God understanding his father's business. What are the affairs of the father? I, I believe that him sending the Holy Spirit to the earth is to begin to, to touch the heart of men and women who have a father issue. Have a father issue. The Holy Spirit is upon the land connecting us with Abba Father. You've not received a, a spirit that holds you in captivity away from the father's business, away from the affairs. If you, if you divorce your heart from the heart of a father, you cannot walk in the compassion of your father. I, I would get phone calls from all over the world and says, I'm too busy. I, I, I can't go to Poland. I can't go to India. I can't go to Cuba. I'm too busy. And what are you busy about? I'm hurt. I'm affected. You imagine the devastation that occurs in the family when the father is not present, when the people are not walking as the father would have them. One of the things that happens real incredibly here, let's watch this, verse 18. Therefore the Jews sought to kill him all the more because he's not only broke the the rules, the religious rules of the Sabbath, but he's also said that God was his father. Now, what is the big deal with accepting the fatherhood of God? When you accept the fatherhood of God, we go back to John 5, verse 18. Me and my father are working until now. I've been working just like my father. We're about his business. Therefore, the Jews sought to kill him the more. They were angry at him because... He not only broke the Sabbath, he's doing something religious, he's not walking like the world walks, but he said God was his father. And when you say God is your father, what happens is you make yourself equal with God. Capture this, very, very important. You stop having a desire that's contrary to your father's heart. Your passion now is to bring pleasure to your father's heart. And why is everybody doing different things? Ever imagine that? That everybody has a different direction they're going to. Does it remind you of the prodigal son? It says, Father, I don't want a relationship with you, but bless me so I could go do something far away from the house. Distancing themselves from the father's passion and desire. He says, the reason they were angry because he said God was his father. And I could only venture to say that when God is your father, you 
Start engaging with your father in his affairs. And that this makes you different than all the rest of the people upon the world. Verse 19, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you that the son could not do anything of himself. But he's watching the father. He's close to the father. For whatever he does, the son does in the same manner. Do you imagine what your life would represent if you had the desires of God and they led you priorities? Never dreamed what we're doing and living today. Never dreamed of the possibility of the landscape. A rebellious man, Psalm 68 verse 6 says, dwells in a dry land. We're always trying to figure out what we're going to do. How many know that when you're connected with your dad, you don't have that void to fill? Because you're walking in the pleasure of obedience. You're being told what to do, when to do, how to do, where to go, what to go. You have no worries. You have no fears. You're walking in the passion of your dad. God sets the solitary in this concept of family. The word family is the father's gathering. He brings out those who are bound, uh, those that are captive, isolated to prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Imagine this. Imagine everybody within the sound of my voice would be reconciled with the father's heart. Imagine the Holy Spirit perfecting a relationship where there's no void. Uh, I want to say something. The most bizarre manifestation of a human being is in the absence of dad. The most bizarre, and this has been said this way. Have you ever seen how an orphan lives? He never trusts anybody. He never forms part of a family. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm not going to leave you with those attitudes. It's a selfish existence. Not when the Father's there. Not when you understand the heart of the Father. Uh, the challenges we had growing up is we would have four kids. How would you distribute the affection of a father upon four distinct lives. Is, is there a capacity for that? Or do we say, okay, since Nick is the firstborn, we could forget about Joshua. Since Nick and Joshua take up so much of our time, Brandon, sorry. That's not the father's heart. There's not one of the sons of a father that goes without. There's not one of the hearts of the sons that feels, dad is going to ignore me. See, we had earthly fathers. The Bible says that they did the best they could to be able to bring us to the place they had. So if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in our lives, we don't have a chance. I, I don't know how else I could go on for another hour, but I think I've delivered the message this morning. Holy Spirit is to heal you so that you can have a relationship with a father. And you might not have the benefit of having a godly spiritual dad, but God is faithful. God's going to give you somebody in your life that will speak into your spirit so that you can find your identity in God. The word apostle 
is a father over spiritual men. He's a, a father that's able to speak like a father. I, I tell the people all the time when I go to these conferences, um, I, I'm not here to speak to the women, I say. I'm not here to speak to the children. I'm here to speak to men who want to be sons of their father in heaven. And now when you're married to one of these guys, you'll know it. When you're married to a guy who allows the Holy Spirit to connect him with the spirit of father, get ready to champion life's challenges. I want you to stand this morning and ask yourself this question. Have I allowed the father to transform me? Isaiah 64, 8. O oh Lord, you are our dad. We as clay and you as the potter. We are all the works of your hand. What does that look like? You telling dad mold me into the vessel that you need so that I can function in the role you've called me to. I'm here upon the earth to do the will of my father in heaven. I'm here on the earth to fulfill his pleasure and not mine. You can't do that. You can't do that. All the, the representations of a father require a relationship. Matthew 6 verse 4, your father who sees a secret life, honoring him will reward you openly. You marvel at, at how many people are able to come into this relationship and heal fast. And some that want a relationship, they've, they've been here for 10, 15, 20 years in this church. And still don't have a spiritual dad. Still don't have somebody that could come and be transparent and allow somebody to come and speak to them. What concerns their responsibility, priority, and maturity bringing you to no longer being children immature father sees in private so that you will be rewarded openly Matthew 6 8 says that the father sees what you need even before you ask him that's what Joshua was saying last night he already has a plan you don't have to have to stress out he knows the answer before you ask the question Father knows the things you need before you ask him. There's nothing that is limited. Uh, every anxiety that a man would have would be healed in a relationship with dad, with God. Matthew 7, 11 says, you being evil know how to give good gifts. You human fathers, you earthly fathers are always looking out for the best interest of your children. How much more your heavenly father is able to give good gifts to those who ask. Matthew 18, 14, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of you little ones would be lost, that you would stumble, that you would be distant. So all these things to say that I encouraged that man last week when he got his letter from his dad, you call your dad and say, thank you, dad, for giving me fatherly advice. I will always have a heart open to whatever you want to speak into my life to be able to direct my steps towards blessing. Isn't that different? 
than allowing the devil to fill your heart with all these issues. And the issues are a dime a dozen to affect your capacity to be held at the standard of your father's heart for your life. This, this whole thing um, is, is an issue in marriage when you get married. Because all the issues of marriage that are a fail are when a man is not able to have a relationship with dad. When he's not close to an intimate conversation. John 15, 16. The Father will give you whatever you ask in Jesus' name. He's ready to entrust with you. He's, in, he's ready to give you. He's ready to fill you. He's ready to, to lavish his goodness upon you. Father, I thank you this morning for what you are speaking in these past weeks to this church with respect to the, the incredible responsibility we have to be led by your spirit. Romans 8, 14. These are the sons of God, those led by his spirit. Those that have a capacity to connect, to honor, to obey. Those who, who love what you have created to perfect a work in us for your glory. Allow us to have that identity that is healed. We've had fathers that have dropped the ball. We've had wounds that are carried for generations. We're not even able to have normal relationships with our sons and daughters because we still have issues of things that happen in our life. And since we didn't have the Spirit of God, instead of allowing the Spirit of God to heal and to transform and to entrust us, we're distant from the Father. We pray, Father God, that even as we hear your word, we can receive what you say. How much more shouldn't we listen, obey, honor the Father of all spirits and attain to the life he's calling us to? As Elijah saw Elijah leaving, he said, Dad, Dad. He wanted a double portion. He had to fix his relationship with the prophet he says I want a double portion of everything that I've seen in your life he says well you asked for a very difficult thing let's see how you'll live and so the double portion was for the firstborn the double portion of an inheritance is for the son who honors the house who doesn't have other issues other agendas other priorities his pleasure is in the Father's pleasure. We pray, Father God, that you allow us to steward everything that's placed in our hands for your glory. That people see that we have a strong bond in our relationship together. When Jesus did the miracle on the Sabbath, he says, that's what me and my dad do. We're connected. And they were insulted because saying that he was one with the Father meant he was equal to God. And he could walk in the works and in the miracles of God. Lord, we need to be a church like that. We need to love the world and sacrifice like Jesus sacrificed so that the world might see your love. We pray your blessing upon every family in this church, oh God. 
I pray that every area that's been affected in the hearts and in the of the sons and the daughters of this house would be healed not by me Lord but by your Holy Spirit in Jesus name I pray and the house of God says amen amen and amen greet one another in the love of the Lord